are coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. Hey Zedheads, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Karen. And this is The Walking Dead cast episode 88. Crazy 88. And I just want to say, fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. Not Glenn Mazzara, fuck. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Some people don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I, I wonder how many people listening to this don't know. That's uh, not that old. No, it's been a few couple weeks. That's it was right after old, we recorded last. Old news. Well, go ahead and just explain it. So, in case you didn't know... Um, the good news is Walking Dead has been renewed for a fourth season. Hooray! But the bad news is Glenn Mazzara won't be the showrunner. Which I couldn't believe! You know, when that happened with uh, Darabont, I was kind of bummed. But and I talked about this. I was bummed, but partly I was like, hmm, this could be a good thing. Because we had some complaints about it being too sappy and too slow and stuff. But there have been no complaints for season three from you and me. No. I mean, yep, there have been some... Like, well, like facile uh, plot devices that move the plot along, like uh, when they skipped all of winter. Um, what what now? What was I upset about there? I can't remember. But nothing. I mean, for the most yeah, part, like ninety nine percent. I don't even remember. Yeah, right. mostly it's. Uh, I guess that the zombies seem to be a little easy to kill. I mean, I've had a little, but no. I mean, I'm just like, man, this show is firing on all cylinders. And it's totally picked up this season, and and it's breaking records, TV so. records. And the reason they say that he's leaving is that, uh, you know, well, I have a little statement. It says, both parties acknowledge that there's a difference of opinion about where the show should go moving forward. What? And conclude that it is best to part ways. The decision is amicable and Glenn will remain on for post-production on season three. Be a showrunner and executive producer. AMC is grateful for his hard work. We're both proud of our shared success. So they don't agree on on the direction with well, this guy who has led them into having one of the most highly rated shows ever on cable. I don't get it. So they're, <laughs> okay, so they're saying they have a difference of opinion in terms of direction. But that, that's maybe what saying, that's but the official statement. Have you heard anything else? I, like I, any I, other words on the street about what uh, it is? Well, yeah. Um, is it just money? Yeah, I think it's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be. And Kurt Sutter, who is the showrunner for... Um, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, right. And who Glenn has said is his friend mm-hmm. just issued this diatribe. I'll read that too. Um, but first, wait, here's a, where is it? So the, later on after this statement, they asked Glenn how he felt about AMC, really. And here's a short clip. Idiots. You lame brains. So that, <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. He, he says, um, he, he did give his own statement. My time as showrunner on The Walking Dead has been an amazing experience, but after I finish season three, it's time to move on. I've told the stories I wanted to tell and connected with our fans on a level that I never imagined. It doesn't get much better than that. Thank you, everyone, 
who's been a part of this journey. So it just sounds like he's making nice. But now Kurt Sutter, who's his friend, right. this is kind of long. But so what did he, he say? He, he kind of flies off the handle a lot of the time. I like it. He says, hey, <laughs> this is not uh, doesn't necessarily uh, reflect the opinions of this podcast, by the way. <laughs> but he says, AMC is run by small-minded, bottom-line thinkers who have no appreciation or gratitude for the effort of its creative personnel. Time and time again, we see events like what happened today with Glenn Mazzara. They continue to disrespect writers, shit on their audience, and bury their network. Mazzara took a work in progress that was The Walking Dead and turned it into a viable TV show with a future. Without him, that future is dim. Showrunners are not development executives. We're not cookie-cutter douchebags that you plug into a (laughs) pre-existing model. The Walking Dead will suffer. Even zombies need consistency. Mad Men and Breaking Bad will be gone soon. So will AMC. I hope their fucking stock takes a dive and the shareholders line up. Sapan, Dolan, and Collier, and shit in their open hands comes. <laughs> oh, what do you really that's think? That's pretty, yeah, pretty extreme. <laughs> but I think he's just, I, I don't know, That that's not even clear. What, but it sounds like he says they're bottom line thinkers. So, so that money. Means money, yeah. So clearly Sons of Anarchy is not an AMC show. <laughs> no, it is. No, it's FX. But they've had, they've had fights with, Vince Gilligan of yep. Breaking Bad, also Matt Weiner, and right. even the shows that we don't pay much attention to. I think um, Hell on Wheels is on its second or third showrunner. Right. Rubicon showrunner left partway through. So, so they don't have a good history, good track record with showrunners. I, I mean, you Dumb know, dums. we do this podcast and, you know, as long as the show is good, we'll stick with it, yep. and, which means that we should probably play nice with AMC, but I'm just not happy about this. No, <laughs> you know what it, I mean? It bummed me out. It just doesn't seem right. Did it bum you out during the day? Yes. And you found totally. out? Totally. Mm-hmm. I, I, I felt like, I, you know, I posted, it was just like the episode where Lori got killed and I felt, I mean, that was some good drama, so I appreciated it. But when stuff like that happens in real life, this isn't as bad as somebody getting killed. But it was the same feeling like the air taken out of you. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, "Oh, man. And this is something that we really love. And we want to make sure that it's in the right hands. Have we heard anything about who's going to take over? No, they haven't said anything about that. I mean, I have a feeling, you know, I don't know when we'll know, but... Um, yeah, because when we had Sang Q Kim on, he said they were hoping to start writing again, I think in, in February. So they better be getting somebody on there quick. And did you get any impression from any of the people that you interviewed? Uh, that no, this that was, this was going yeah, on? Yeah. No, I, in fact, I don't think um, Glenn even knew. And we interviewed him just like oh, two weeks before yes. this happened. Yeah. I don't think he even knew. I think it happened after that. Wow. You know, I think um, maybe he'd submitted some plans and they wouldn't go for it and things came to a head. I don't know. You know, right. I don't really know. Like we said, we don't know anything about what's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, all we know is that we really like what Glenn Mazar has done on the show. So it sucks to see him go. Yes, it does. And we know that AMC's had a history of having these tenseness with their showrunners. So it looks like they're, they right. are. Right. Stupid right. <laughs> to me. Yeah, but who knows? Well, I mean, they've got to get a new one on sure. quickly, and uh, a new showrunner yeah. on quickly because they've they've finished filming and they finished filming back in December, uh, the very beginning of December for the season finale. That all ended the beginning of December. Yeah. So uh, he's he's helping with post production yeah. still. Who knows in what capacity he's helping with? And I then, think he's a f- full on. Yeah, he's still. And then I think they start filming um, back in Georgia in March, April. 
Um, I, th- I don't remember for sure, but I think it's late spring, early summer, uh-huh. usually. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they need to figure it out yeah, they quick do. And, and, you know. Get another showrunner on Dum Dums that they can I mean, kick off after a year. I feel like, okay, some people listening have more complaints about season three than we do. And, and, and other people, rightly so, say you shouldn't stew in this kind of thing. And I mean, some people have even said, well, Darabont left and the show is still good after yeah. that. So yeah, it could yeah, be yeah. good again. Yeah. It could be. I mean, this is seems like a case of it's not broke, so don't fix it to me. But we do have to move on and, you know, celebrate the show and hope it's good and everything. But just for this one episode... I feel okay just saying, man, I think this sucks. Take a couple minutes to wallow, man. (laughs) All right. This is our wallowing, people. And then we'll get over it. Also, I I also want to take the time just to appreciate Glenn Mazzara. Yep. And... um, I want I want to tell all you listeners if you feel like we do that the show's kicked into higher gear this year and that he's done a great job, then we're going to give you this opportunity to show your appreciation directly to Glenn. So if you leave us a voice message, I'll make sure he gets it. I'm going to string them together. I've already I already posted this on Facebook, so I've gotten several, but I just wanted to give enough time so I can mention it on the podcast. Um, and I want to let him know. We, I think it'll be so cool to have people saying, you know, what they think, and, and he, for yeah. him to hear the fans' voices. You yep. know, yeah. So call. So um. And 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 I also think our podcast has some of the most devoted fans. You know, I say that when I go to ask people if they'll do interviews, I say our show has some. Our podcast has some of the most devoted fans because they're the types that will go out and seek a a podcast about the show, which shows their interest. So. If you're interested enough to to do that, hopefully you'll be interested enough to call in and let Glenn know how much you appreciate how good the show's been. That'd be very cool. Yeah, so we have this page up uh, on walkingdeadcast.com. You'll see a link in the menu bar there that just says Tell Glenn Mazzara, and it kind of gives an overview of how you can do that. But basically, you can uh, call the number uh, 650-485-DEAD and leave it there. And if you don't like what you said, just call in again and leave a second one and I'll use that one. Or you can record a voice file a file and email it to us. And a really cool and easy way to do it is if you have an iPhone or probably an Android phone too, there's a um, voice memo application on there. You can record it into there and then that way, if you don't like it, I won't even hear it, you know, just do it until you like it. And then you can easily email that to us. And then the bonus for that is it sounds the best. Sometimes when people call over the phone, you can hear when we play it back, it it sounds a little grainy, but it's Google Voice and it's free. That's why I use it. You talked me through <laughs> doing that one time and it's pretty badass. Yeah. I loved it. So yeah, just go in your voice memo thing, leave your message for Glenn. Um, so I told I mentioned a bunch of people have called in ready. I picked already. I picked out a couple so you can kind of get a feel for what people are saying. Uh, here's first one. Glenn, you are absolutely fantastic, and what you have done for the fans and the show of The Walking Dead has been nothing less than amazing. And I hope you know that we support you 150 percent with The Walking Dead and your next projects, which I'm sure will be amazing. Uh, I feel so bad, whatever happened, but, you know, things happen for a reason. We will miss you, and we love you, and you have the whole Walking Dead family behind you. Uh, much love from New York. Thanks, Glenn. Love you. Bye. <laughs> that was nice, huh? It's cute. She sounds like she's from New York. <laughs> yeah, from totally. From New York. I think the second one's from New York, too. Here, here it is. Hi, 
Hi, Glenn. Uh, it's Sassy. Uh, you probably don't know me. That's just my nickname. Anyway, I wanted to say you're fucking awesome, and uh, you're a really huge inspiration to me. And uh, a lot of people are trying to find the words, I guess. Just keep on keeping on. I know whatever you do in the future is going to be amazing, and I'm definitely going to support you through it all. So I just want to say how fantastic I think you are and um, how much I think the show is going to suffer without you on it and how awesome you are. Also, from New York, too, so hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just happened to pick two. There were people from all over, though, they called. So um, hopefully you'll 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 put yours in there too and um you don't have to be from new york yeah and i mean i don't know you and i could do one but i think our whole podcast is pretty much kind of a love letter to glenn (laughs) (laughs) exactly sorry to see you go glenn and he wrote us a really nice uh email Mm -hmm. and said that uh he would come back on after the season was over and do a recap. So Ooh, hopefully that'll happen. that's going to be good. Yeah, then we can badger him about what really happened. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how much he can even say. <laughs> I know. I was thinking, should I ask him if we can ask about that? But then he might say no. So maybe I just won't mention it until he's on and then say, what happened? <laughs> All right. <laughs> was it money? <laughs> why, why, why? Why? Mm. Uh, so I will, I'm going to give you guys until the end of this week to leave that that's Friday, January 11th. So if you, uh, leave us a message by then, then he'll hear it. Okay. Great. Okay. So deep cleansing breath (gasps) (sighs) on to zombies. (laughs) So this, uh, last time I mentioned that we were going to vote on which zombie movie to watch. Night of the Living Dead 1990 remake. Yes. Or Return of the Living Dead. Yes. Um, Do we, tell. More people voted on Return of the Living Dead. Correct. But it's not available anywhere. Also you can't, correct. Y- yeah. You can't. I don't think you. I don't even know if you can buy it. But you can't rent it uh, online. What you can do is you can mistakenly rent <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. Or sorry. Return of the Living Dead two from the 80s i mean that's a small difference there's a number two after it and then also (laughs) the first one on rotten tomatoes has a 90 and the second one has Has a a zero zero. which i don't know if i've seen before if you're a a, a hard-working water conservation specialist (laughs) you're kind of sleepy and maybe you just click on itunes and you purchase return of the living dead 2 and you start it up and you're like you're like, really, listeners? Were you just were you just screwing with us? Is that what this is? And so the the, the whole movie, I'm going, listeners were just screwing with us because this is an awful movie. And I tried to be nice about it. Oh, I was I, gonna say, not that anyone actually did did that <laughs> in this room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm sorry I heard well Karen so she like uh, she painful. said oh I accidentally watched part two do you want to just talk about that instead and I'm like I'm pretty sure that was awful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to make them watch yes. it but you did watch it you watched the whole thing yeah so what was it like I mean I've never seen it it was hilarious uh, hello was it 1980 yeah I mean um, I think part one was yeah, it very was. 80s too. It was, you know, it was uh, super cheesy, and sometimes super cheesy can be fun, especially if you're watching it with your husband and you, mm. and you turn it into a, uh, you know, a mocking of the movie fest, which is what we did. Right. Uh, that was kind of funny. Um, when did you realize that it was part two? Well, right away, David was like, 
I don't remember this as Return of the Living Dead. This uh-huh. doesn't start out the same. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no way, honey. I'm sure I bought the right version. He's like, no, really. I saw Return of the Living Dead, and it's not doesn't look like that. And so I checked, and I was like, oh man. But we were halfway through by then, oh, okay. and, and I was sort of committed. Um, <laughs> uh, it did have it did feature one of the most innovative um, zombie kills that I've seen before. Girl punches a zombie in the face and it goes through her fist goes through their their face and makes a a, a brain punch and green bright green ooze comes out i mean it's really a cheesy movie also the uh zombies look like they're animatronics a bunch of them like evil muppets <laughs> that was very fun um they uh had aerobics on tv and that interest the zombies the zombies were all watching the aerobics on tv i thought that was funny um uh, the, you know, there's, it's, it's just, it's just horrible on so many <laughs> levels. But if you've got the right uh, drinking partners, and uh, you want to do uh, a night where uh, you just make fun of a movie, that would be the one. Okay, cool. Yeah, I also. You know what? I can't, I think I have a feeling maybe the first one might not be much different than that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. But then I we we it used to be on Netflix, which is why I brought it up. But I think maybe when they lost all those stars movies, it went off of yeah. there. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I decided, okay, well we'll switch to Night of the Living Dead because I mistakenly thought that it was available for rent, but it turns out it isn't either. But you said it was on, on demand. demand on Comcast. On Comcast. Anyways, if you guys haven't <laughs> seen Night of the Living Dead nineteen ninety, the Savini, yeah, and you can get a hold of a copy, uh, you should probably go watch it before you listen to this segment unless you don't care about being spoiled we'll wait here you can just hit, <laughs> yeah. hit pause it's 90 minutes long so. and we'll just wait here we're waiting okay go waiting, and, go and do it okay okay thank you for no, watching we're that. back boy that sucked didn't it yeah so uh, Overall impression? So this, wait, so this is, I just want to give a little preface. This is Night of the Living Dead 1990. I don't remember if I'd ever actually seen a whole zombie movie before I saw this in the theater in really? 1990. Yeah. This was your very first zombie movie? I think so. Oh. Aww. Yeah, because what other zombie movies were there? I mean, there were the Romero ones, and I'd, I'd never seen those before yeah, I saw Yeah, you're this. too young for that. Maybe Night of the Comet, which I think was had zombies in it, but it was more of a comedy. Mm-hmm. I think I probably saw mm-hmm. that. But anyways, the, when I saw this, I, I I was like, oh, I now like zombies. This is when I decided. Oh. And I was afraid watching it again that it would totally not hold up. And? And I think in some ways it didn't, but for the most part it did. It totally did. And I, and as I was watching this, I mean, la, like last year sometime we watched the original. Yep. And I started having, remembering I had some of the same thoughts of what I thought some of the n- not so great aspects were. But... It was the same <laughs> as the original, uh-huh. but overall, I loved it, and I, because of nostalgia value, partly, I give it a five. <laughs> but I loved it. Wow. What about you? Not so much. Well, uh, uh, it, I think some, somehow uh, I might be influenced by the order I saw uh, the movies. For me, Return of the Living Dead, the original one, was the first one that I've seen. Night of the Living Dead. Night. What did I say? Mm-hmm. Return of the Living. Good, mm-hmm. good Lord. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, and uh, it, that one is like an old family favorite. Oh, we still, that's we, right. my yeah, parents yeah, yeah. quote it, and yeah. they think it's funny because it is. It's scary and funny, and it was sort of you know because we grew up on creature features, yeah, yeah, and um, and and that's always something in 
our house. So I have a deep and abiding love for Night of the Living uh, Dead. And so I like the original and uh, watching the original all the way through uh, when we did that a couple months ago, it was really great. And that's cool. So this one is actually, since it's so close, close. to the original and, and it's, it's you know, it involved Romero and, and yeah. it, 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 it. I think it's most of the same crew. Oh, yeah. And I think Romero even wrote the script. Yep. And yep. like the only difference was Savini directed it and it was, you know, 20 years later. And Barbara's more of a badass. Yes. And that was like the, the real intention that they wanted because people complained that she was too passive. Yeah. She was on. kind of annoying that first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, because it's so close to the original, I liked it great. You did? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Having said all that stuff, the, I, the, I think the original is actually black and white. It's yeah. it, for me, it was creepier. Because I watched it when I was younger, and so uh-huh. it has all those emotions and feelings right. and Associations. everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's a little on the creepier side. I actually really like um, its weird quirkiness. I like how the you know it's it's early zombie looking, and this is Tom Savini yeah. zombies, and these are um, these are cool. Like I, I, it made me. They look more human than the zombies in Walking Dead. Right. Which are kind of gray. They have that gray effect that Nicotero seems to like. And they look awesome. Don't get me wrong. But when they looked more human, it was almost creepier. Especially like the guy who's walking up in the beginning and she thinks she's going to get help from him. Yeah. And then they show a back view and you see his butt and his suit has been cut away. Yeah, right, right. He's a corpse. And then the suit falls off and you see his autopsy scars. Right, right. And then it's like, oh, this feeling of dread. Do you not need a back of a suit? Are there really special suits for corpses that they put in coffins? I would like to think so. (laughs) (laughs) An assless suit. Yeah. You think we'd see more people walking around in assless suits in San Francisco? (laughs) Well, yeah. It seemed like the whole, yeah, it was just like a breakaway. Yeah. It's a 70s thing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And the other, I mean, I just thought the zombies looked, I I thought, I thought the, what, it made me kind of wistful for this feeling that I makes me love zombies. And part of that is scariness. It, it's scarier than the walking dead show. Right. I, I was finding myself comparing it like, Oh, I wish walking dead. Ha-. And I was like, why is it scarier? Um, there's more jump scares. And I think for some reason the movie, when, when they did a jump scare, I jumped. Right. But in Walking Dead, sometimes when they try a jump scare, it's not as effective for some reason. Like when uh, there was one time when Glenn and Maggie were in their car trying to get off the farm and this zombie comes over on the windshield. And it looks like that was supposed to scare you, but it didn't at all. Right. Well, in The in the Walking Dead, it seems like the humans are way scarier than the zombies. Yeah. And, and they really make a big point of that. But it's scary in a way, not scary like you actually feel scared. Right. It's right. like, oh, they're going to screw things up. But in in, oh, in Night of the Living Dead, yeah. But, but the zombies are scarier in Night of the Living Dead than they are on The Walking Dead, too, to me. Or yeah, just yeah, the yeah, movie yeah. is scarier than the show. They don't have any sound, and that's part of it, too. They're very quiet. Hmm. They do, though. Did you hear um, Yeah. In fact, sounds? they moan sometimes, which they don't do in Walking Dead, and I miss that, too. They go, oh. You like know that. what? I was on the elliptical when I was watching oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, they I have sounds. I should yeah. really probably not be on the elliptical when I'm on. <laughs> I almost um, 
had a clip of that. Yeah, you miss if you don't have earphones and you miss a lot yeah. of subtleties. Because a lot, actually, a lot of the sounds sound similar to Walking Dead. They're kind of wispy like that. But then there's also some, uh, and they're not quite as consistent as they are on Walking Dead. Some zombies made different kinds of sounds. Did you watch it with Jenny? No, I just watched it this morning um, on my computer. Really? Yeah. This morning? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I've been busy with work and stuff, but I do everything last minute, even this kind of yes. stuff. It's true. I do know that. <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked that it's so simple. It's people, strangers in a house trying to, you know, stay alive and zombies are attacking. Right, right, and right, right. I love that siege. I mean, yeah, this is, to me, this is like the seminal core of a zombie movie. Yeah, and they kind of make the wrong moves like yeah. like humans would. Right. You know, they do that, some dumb things. Yeah, and that that's a big part of the zombie genre is people being their own worst enemies. Right. And there's, yeah, definitely some of that in Walking Dead. But now in Walking Dead, they've become so skillful that it's made the threat of the zombies seem a little less. Right, exactly. Even though people are dying. Yep. But they know how to handle them. Even yeah. when somebody gets bit, they know what to do then. Chop, chop your leg, leg off. off. <laughs> <laughs> Except they didn't offer to chop off that one girl's leg. Nope. Or arm. Nope. No, sorry mm. about that. <laughs> Tyrese's, uh, or whoever that was in Tyrese's group. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it seems like um, Savini was so um, so careful with the remake and I felt like he could have gone. Different enough. He could have gone a little further and make it his own. Yeah. He could have made it a little, a little weirder. Um, weirder. Is that's maybe that's not the right. Um, a little quirkier. Like how? I don't know. Could have done some more, oh, more interesting, interesting, more surprising things. Like uh, the first one was. You, you said it was quirky. I don't remember it that well, even though we watched it fairly recently. It's, but it was quirkier, huh? You know, age is just a terrible thing. <laughs> I just don't remember it being quirky. Like, to me, I remember it being, um, yeah, the zombies didn't quite look as, as cool, but that's forgivable because it was the very first one. And it was good, though. I liked it a lot. But I just remember it was very similar. Everybody yelling at each other the whole uh, yeah. time. Uh, that was very <laughs> similar with the, with the yelling. Oy. Yeah, oy. and that's what, that's like, on one hand, I think it's the biggest flaw with this, or not flaw, but the thing you I enjoy the least mm-hmm. is the constant arguing the and yelling. Bickering. But it 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 has a function. It's supposed to be oh, like yeah. there's a pressure cooker inside this house, and they're trapped. And it, it almost, I mean, I remember feeling like this when I watched the first one too. Whenever they briefly go outside and they show like this shot where there's an outhouse and there's zombies zombies ambling up, I almost felt relieved to be out there away from that guy Cooper. You know, it's like, ah, outside where I can stretch and just kind of try to dodge these zombies. <laughs> right, exactly. They, could, they It seems like they could definitely have left. Um, they, you know, that house was sort of their own, their own grave that they were digging. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, so Cooper, he was saying, we need to stay down in the cellar because these boards are not enough to keep the zombies out. And right. he was right about that. Right. In the end, they... they easily broke through yes um but uh, he was right about the boards not holding them in but i think um barbara was right that they should have just made a run for it as soon as possible yes you know she's like oh check it out they don't actually move all that fast right we can get around those guys 
Yeah, no, they don't move all that fast. That's the beautiful thing about zombies in mm-hmm. the Romero world. Um, they still had one of my favorite things, which is the television interview at the very, very end. Um, some dude near the farm was getting interviewed yeah. on TV. Oh, yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my favorite line. Was that in the first one, too? Yes, okay. except it was, a, it was somebody being interviewed on television. So you see it. Okay. They, they use the television more in the first one. In the second one, they don't use it. That. Yeah, so they're all messed up. The, they have this little thing with the news guy. And... Um, in this one, you know, mm-hmm. when Cooper goes upstairs to take the TV. Yep. And I really like that, just getting that little piece of information. I also thought he did one of the best acting jobs, because that's another thing. The acting is okay, but a little over dramatic, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and a little amateurish, mm-hmm. which almost led to the, uh, lent to, to the charm for me of this movie. But um, anyways, I'm going to play that little news segment. Where is it? The scientific community is focusing on the phenomenon, specifically on that trance-like state that seems to uh, characterize the assailants. Uh, clearly a behavioral disorder, but what could have caused so widespread and dramatic a condition as the one we are facing tonight? Uh, we've heard speculation on everything from the ozone layer and chemical weapons to uh, voodoo mysticism and organisms from space. A biologist in Stockton, California, have released a report stating that the uh, bodies of the recently dead are returning to life, driven by an unknown force that enables the brain to continue to function. Doctors at the uh, uh, Center for Disease Control like, in Atlanta reject that theory, <laughs> oh, calling it preposterous CDC. beyond belief. Anyways. That's hilarious. But this reminds me of another thing. The music is so much creepier. Oh, it's great. Like, I love Bear McCreary, but I just wish he would creep it up a little more, you yeah. know? I, I mean, I would love if they did... They, like, it isn't Walking Dead style to to totally ape horror movies, but if they just do one episode where everybody on the crew watched this movie first, Night of the Living Dead, yeah, and then they just, you know, tried to do a really horror movie version, like a Halloween special or something. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, do they have any on on in The Walking Dead? Does anybody rise from a grave? Um, I don't think they ever show that. Um, no, I mean it's not that. That's not to say that it didn't happen. But maybe the dead that are already dead, right, aren't infected. Don't get infected. I don't know. Yeah, I've wondered that. I mean. In this movie, they say the recently dead have right. risen up. Right, right, and right. Yeah, I don't think they've. I mean, let's see. Uh, in the comic, um, Shane is buried and Rick digs him up and he's uh, a zombie. But that's. They've killed him and buried him. Right, right, yeah. right, right. But he was alive during the zombie apocalypse, so yeah. he was infected. Right, so it's not, yeah. If there was some event that happened that caused all this, we don't know in the Walking Dead universe if people that died before that will come right, back. Right, right. Just but wondering. I, yeah, I like, I, I like, that's another part of the zombie sort of mythos that I love that they haven't shown in Walking Dead is hands coming out of graves, you know? God, (laughs) there's just very little that's creepier than a hand coming out of Uh a grave, let's face it. Also, you know, just this talk about what might have caused it, it made me feel like, oh, I wish they would at least address that on The Walking Dead. They they never even seemed to wonder. I can't remember any scenes where they're like, huh, I wonder why 
this is happening. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess they think that all the zombie movies have done that. And so it's boring and they just right. skipped over that part. Or right. Exactly. But exactly. you think they'd no, they at don't, least go. They don't reflect much. You know, yeah, maybe they, they reflect off camera. <laughs> and uh, why do you think um, Helen married Cooper, the asshole he's guy? he's so sexy. Oh, is he? Okay. No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, he was, uh, I think, the zombie apocalypse. Uh, Brought bring, out his bad brings, side. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's yeah. actually a very sweet fellow who brings her flowers yeah. normally and writes her um, haiku poems. Um, so he didn't. He doesn't usually smack her in the face. Right. That's a complete aberration. Yeah. It's under a lot of pressure. Barbara just go, goes ahead and uh, and Barbara at the end. Just, yeah, blows him away. Like, hey, you survived. <laughs> you came back. From <laughs> right. Um, yeah, Barbara does not do that in the original. And by the way, Ben uh, was a zombie at the very end, which is also different than in the original. Yeah. In the original, Ben was not a zombie and he gets shot mm-hmm. by the the yokels. The local yokels. Oh yeah, which makes it more tragic, right? Because right? he could have. But how been was he saved. infected in the basement? Well, he he was shot several times, so he died. And then I guess if it's like Walking Rose Dead, if you die, you come back. Up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which yeah that now now that I say that, it does make sense now in the Walking Dead universe. You know, people have made a big deal out of this whole revelation that. If you die, even not a not a, a from a bite, you come back, and that sort of made me think, oh yeah, that makes it different. But it's not different because people are coming rising out of graves in Night of the Living Dead, so everyone is a zombie no matter what. Right. But if you b- get bitten, then you come back sooner, or you die and then you come back sooner. <laughs> um, and then what else? Oh, I I thought it was interesting that the house looked a lot like Herschel's farmhouse. Did you notice that? It's white and it has that porch. Oh, no, I didn't <laughs> notice that. It's a lot like it. But then Herschel's farmhouse could never be laid siege to because the family who owns it are religious and said right. no zombies No on zombies the porch. or cursing. <laughs> um, so was it filmed in Pittsburgh? Yeah. I mean, when they when Barbara and her brother drove through the to the cemetery uh-huh. there was an arch and it said evan city cemetery <gasps> and it? they've talked they talked about evan city a couple of times in the movie yeah they did i wasn't sure if it was actually filmed there. Mm. um did they show the chapel is it the- i couldn't see it yeah i was gonna go back and look but i i did kind of scrub through and i i didn't see it so i'm i don't know for sure that they filmed it there but i think so I think so. They're coming to fix you, Chapel. <laughs> yeah, I went I hope online. That thing's fixed by now. I is went it? online and it, I think they're in the plan phase. Okay, they have the money. I think so. I think they almost have the money. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, people who know. So I, you know, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about this movie, but what I really appreciated about it was I felt creeped out and scared watching it and i just wish i know walking dead is more about the characters and their um character development and their struggles with each other but i want more of that scary and you know every time it is scary i'm always really happy yes. you know like when Lori flipped her car and that zombie came in after her i think that's the closest thing i can think of that felt like this and, and then she you know, took off the turn signal yeah, and, and jabbed him with it and then she him. was backing up and there was another one coming up right you know behind what? her that did make you happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah or when uh 
just a little thing like in the very first episode of the season when they were in that house handily wipe you know cle- clearing it out mm-hmm. and then t uh, dog looked out the window and saw them all coming up yeah. i think one of the reasons why that made me happy is it just reminded me of this movie Aww. you know they're all in a house and here comes the zombies yeah, but then memories. they just go get in the car and drive away no problem <laughs> <laughs> oh gotta go <laughs> everybody pile into the hyundai <laughs> easy peasy okay anything else you have to say about it were you happy to watch it or mostly thinking uh oh it's not the original i'm always happy to watch our movies including the the bad ones return of the living dead 2 and suspiria oh yeah that was a tough watch we didn't bring that up when we interviewed charlie because he said that was one of his favorites i forgot about that i didn't want to because you'd be like why the fuck did you make us watch that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hang up on him <laughs> just kidding Charlie he's listen. so nice I know he loves that movie he loved that movie maybe Weird. he just saw something in it that I couldn't it's a British thing I guess <laughs> uh, alright let's take a break okay there's more to come stay with us Shoppers, Deadcast Top 5 in 5, 4, 3, 2. <laughs> We're back at Deadcast Top 5. This time it's Top 5 Ways to Kill a Horde of Zombies All at Once. All at one Which time. was a lot of fun to figure out. Sure was. We get to go first. You right? go first. Okay, and then we'll and then we'll catch listeners. I guess. Yeah. Okay, so um, we did ask the listeners um, uh, some of their ideas, and uh, they had some good ones. They had some really good ones. I only read a couple of them, but some of the very early ones were um, suggestions about um, making um, the zombie horde listen to Nickelback until their heads explode. Yeah. And others said that the problem is you'd also have to listen to that. And Jason suggested maybe a screwdriver to the eardrum. Uh, but then Mr. Blug also said that it would go against the Geneva Conventions. And my thought was simply toss them the group Nickelback, wait until they're well into their meals, and then uh, let loose with a cannon. Done. <laughs> well, someone else said strategically place headphones on the zombies so only they would hear it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although, I mean, wouldn't it be easier to just have noise counseling headphones on you? Did you know Nickelback are huge fans of ours? Listen. No, not after today. I wasn't going to read those. (laughs) Liar. (laughs) Sorry, Nickelback. And Nickelback fans. The Nickelheads. Nickelback. They're like, right? No. No. (laughs) I've heard Nickelback. I just can't remember. Um, uh, I could sing a Nickelback song. Do you know Nickelback? Go ahead. I know know one Nickelback no. I, w- I promise I won't make a soundbite out of it. You will. I promise I won't. And I listeners swear. will tease me. I'll put my right hand on this iPad. You lie. You <laughs> lie like a rug. Just say the lyrics then. Uh, can you take me higher? Can you take me higher? Really? Yeah. That's a great song. <laughs> Shut up. I love that song. <laughs> You're lying. I'm serious. Uh-huh. I wouldn't. I would. I would play that very loud <laughs> in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> and their heads would if explode. That's the one I pick it up. Uh, okay, do you want to go first? That was my that was my first one. 
Oh, the Nickelback thing. Yes. Okay. Throw them the, the band Nickelback. Then you don't have to listen to the songs. The zombies are eating and you kill them. <laughs> okay. My number five is fire. Fire bad. <laughs> fire. 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 <laughs> That's all. That sounds like us. <laughs> fire. I was uh, at Burning Man and uh, <clears throat> this guy who I don't really think is all that smart. He's a good guy. Um, we were on this magic flying carpet, yeah, flying around, and uh, it was night. It's on a truck, people. And uh, no, it's a magic carpet. <laughs> yeah. And there's like, um, you know, bonfires off in the distance, and he was just staring off into space, uh, you know, at one of them, and he goes, "I like fire." <laughs> <laughs> wow! And there you have it, Burning Man. I thought that was a little. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the essence of Burning there Man. There it is, in a nutshell. <laughs> you, from someone who's never been. <laughs> so, Judgmental. <clears throat> <laughs> but just when zombies are on fire, I think they don't even notice, which I think is awesome. It's not a problem. Until they, you know, they, their legs are ash and then they're incapacitated. So you like, you like the fact that they don't know they're on fire? No, I just think it's cool. Well, yeah, I do, yeah. They just like, uh, well, I'm on fire, whatever. I see a brain over there. And they keep going. And then they get all their compatriots also on fire. And they all burn up. Yeah. They never stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> they really? No. Zombies are not all about safety. You're mm-hmm. right. They are not. They just don't care. They're dumb. <laughs> They're just dumb. They're all messed up. <laughs> my, my number four is um a large vehicle <clears throat> like a tank um mow them down let's face it um i'm never gonna have badass sword, uh, sword fighting skills like michonne so a tank seems like a good safe option and by the way i need to also stress and i really can't say this enough comfortable footwear <laughs> just just make sure you have it handy yeah mm-hmm. um yeah, that'd be fun to take part in. Right? Because you're mm-hmm. safe. You're in a tank. As long as there's no other zombies in the tank with you. That's the problem. Or your compatriot doesn't die within said tank. Right. And then you're screwed. Throw uh, him out. Uh, unless you have um, a, a uh, Glenn nearby <laughs> to help you out. <laughs> to say, hey, dumbass. Yeah, you in a tank. <laughs> yes, exactly. <clears throat> okay, my number four is uh, I came up with this idea for a trap. Like you leave Ooh. a trail of freshly dead meat, like uh-huh, rabbit carcasses uh-huh. or something, kind of like Andrew did in the jail. Sure, sure. And you uh, have it go up to the edge of a very tall bluff. Okay, I'm with and, you. And then you get this like post and hang a hook off of it that hangs out a few feet over the edge of the bluff and hang a big piece of meat off of that. And then all the zombies will. Arr? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that they'll just keep doing that well i don't know do you think after like three or four of them went off would the rest of the zombies wise up no no they'd all they fall off the cliff no zombies do not <laughs> the wise only up. Pro- time that would be a problem is if so many zombies fell off that they made a pile so big that and the they'd last land on each other finally get the meat and he'd right be, have a big like smile him. on his face <laughs> Oh, I landed on my friend. (laughs) But it would have to be a far drop or else it wouldn't kill him. Right. I like this. It's um, kind of Rube Goldberg-y, kind of. Oh, uh, yeah. They should totally do a a whole Rube Goldberg zombie thing. Right? It would have lots of brains involved hanging here, just 
to and fro and right. stuff. There could be some fire in there. And and, and <laughs> all this stuff would go in the right. Rube Goldberg. Exactly. Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody make that an animation. <laughs> what what else would go in the Rube Goldberg? Number four or number definitely like um, at, at the end, like the the basket that would drop on them, have <laughs> like to have a mousetrap. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I had that game, constructed it, and then there's have to be wheels and and a, a good um, cartoon soundtrack. <laughs> but what what's your number? Do, 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 what number are we do, on? Do, 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 do. Three, three. Um, the next thing in the Rube Goldberg. Con- okay. <clears throat> Convince a large group of humans, preferably some uh, that have red shirts and are slow looking to help you out if you catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Karen one, I'd say. <laughs> what are you talking? I don't know what you mean. The, the girl who lies about being bit and then goes back to camp. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> did you ever it's wear that just shirt? Just a little scratch. Yes. You did. Yeah. Oh yeah. I <laughs> I wore it when um, the blog family came over for a barbecue. Oh, I didn't even know. I'm fine. <laughs> what? It's just a little scratch. Okay. My number three is uh, throw a vat of acid on them. Ooh. I think it'd be a lot of fun to see them melt away. That would be fun. Yeah, and I mean, it kind of presumes you're in a castle or something. <laughs> <laughs> in which case, if you had a d- couple dozen archers, you could all- also use them. Nice with flaming arrows. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like the thought of being in a castle during. It's a not zombie. a bad place, right? I, I mean, it's the definition place. of a castle is a fortified dwelling or something like that, right? Uh, when I was in uh, southeast France, we visited mm. the Cather castles um, in, uh, near Carcassonne. And there, some of these Cather castles are built on the very top, 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 top of these peaks, and they are so yeah. well fortified. No zombies are going to get up there. Yeah, They're you're pretty bad much stuck there. Climbers. You need a tunnel. That's system. the problem. <laughs> uh, or you know, chickens to lay eggs, and you know, you need a whole yeah. little, a whole little a big ecosystem. Quad for a farm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, vats of acid. <laughs> uh, by the way, did you know that the little alternating gaps and blocks? Uh, around the top of a castle, you know, mm-hmm, go like this. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what those Turrets. are called? Uh, actually, they're called crenels and merlins. <gasps> the gaps are crenels, and the and the blocks are merlins. You know, you know, you need to. I be- thought it was a turret too, but the turret is those round uh-huh, things uh-huh, on the corners. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You need to start uh, reading the Game of Thrones book series because you're you're halfway there. This was in Wikipedia. I mean. So yeah, that, which means it's either true or someone on Wikipedia is no. I think creative. you're. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's. Exactly oh, the Crenels and Merlins mm-hmm, are in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And did you know Merlin is named after a block of? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, my next one. Uh, just wait it out. So they'll starve eventually. Will they? I was wondering that. Yes, we determined a uh, lab guy. Um, creepy lab guy mm-hmm. said uh, they live longer. Said but... they are slowly um, dying. Yeah. Everything that guy said was bullshit. He's drinking too much. He was <laughs> no. drinking too much tea. I don't know. Could be. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering about that too. Just wait him out. Just wait him out. Just Which wait him out, people. Maybe that's what. I mean, if that's right, then the show's going to get boring right around season seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number two is throw a vat of cologne on them, because zombies in the Walking Dead universe determine whether or not to attack somebody if they smell rancid then they know not to 
eat it, right? Yeah. So if you throw a vat of cologne on a horde of zombies, then they'll be they'll just start eating each other because they all smell yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you smell like a guy from the seventies in a disco. <laughs> <laughs> Get some aqua velva. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. That's my favorite one that I came up with, by the way. I like that. I like that. That's <laughs> that's uh, weird and kind of creepy. And that's definitely a Rube Goldberg uh, component. Mm-hmm. I like it. Aqua velva section. There's something about an aqua velva man, I'm told. <laughs> makes uh, you want to bite him. Makes <laughs> <laughs> you want to eat their brains. Um, my number one, if you only have knives and a chain link fence... A good stick in the eye socket through a chain link fence. And I was wondering, like, when when they were there at the prison, couldn't they have done more of the um, stick the knife through the eye socket through the chain link fence? They did a lot of that. They did need to do more because it's so safe. Yeah, they did a lot of it. Um, For somebody like me that and, has... And, you know, Carol used her uh, uh, rebar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they've been doing that. But how would that kill a horde? Just at one all after once. the other. They're oh. all going to be there because you smell so good. You've been okay. wearing your aqua velva that they mm-hmm. are. They're just going to be like one, two, three, four. You take out a whole line of them, and then <laughs> when those guys drop, you'll take out the next line. I'm just saying. I don't know if that counts as all at once. If it's one at a time. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it just you know right. you can get a bunch of them that way. If you had a really long knife. Right. <laughs> that okay, could be like one of sword. those one of those uh, Brazilian barbecue places where they barbecue. Uh, yeah, they skewer on a sword. Kind of <laughs> like that. Can you line up over here? Okay, my number one I stole from uh, one of our listeners. Shameless. A steamroller. Because <gasps> I think that would be really fun to watch. Oh, and to Thanks, look, Todd. And to look behind you when they're paper thin mm. behind you. <laughs> they're flat. Yeah. <laughs> Flat zombie like Flat Stanley. Okay. That's all of ours, right? So let's go through these listeners. But you have to now um, skip past all the ones about uh, Nickelback. Yeah. Do we have Nickelback in there? Mm -hmm. That's funny. So just skip past those. All right. So number one from Devin, or not number one, but Devin says turret gun. (laughs) Teresa says napalm. Which seems pretty obvious. Larry says Molotov cocktails. (laughs) Joe Butu said guilt. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they respond to guilt, Joe Butu, but that's a good suggestion. Crystal says I would kill them with kindness. No way. That's not right. (laughs) You know, after Atlanta, I do feel that zombies are misunderstood sweethearts that just want to make it in this crazy world. (laughs) And they mostly want to be actors. (laughs) <laughs> right uh, Justin says I would dig a giant hole With steep slopes That would be hard For a human to stand on Let alone a zombie In the hole would be fire Or some sort of Industrial meat grinder Over the hole Would need to be Some sort of live bait As soon as the zombies Get close enough They hit the slopes And slide in That sounds suspiciously Like one of your suggestions Just it, I read this after But I did think that When I read it Oh two great minds Think alike right. But uh, the industrial meat grinder At the bottom That's pretty funny It'd be a big giant, like a sarlacc pit, you know, from uh, uh, Return of the Jedi that Boba Fett fell into. Yes. Only with a meat grinder at the bottom. Right. <laughs> uh, Mike says, tar feather flames. <laughs> uh, Ryan said, uh, lawnmower strapped to my chest, which is great. From Dead Alive, huh? Yeah. Raina says, Daryl Dixon. <laughs> Ken says I would progressively dig a huge trench around my house and burn the fuckers every once in a while. 
Uh, Chioka Tapioca says I would feed Carol to them while I ran away. How mean. <laughs> I know, but funny. <laughs> Victor says plant a bunch of those pea plants from Plants vs. Zombies mm-hmm. and throw some lawnmowers at them too. Amanda says show them pictures of me in a two-piece. Aww, Aww Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> Lowell says all at once, fragmentation bombs. Uh, a lot in a horde, medium-length blades better than a scythe. James says the Red Queen's lasers from Resident Evil, mass decapitation. Remember that? No. The, uh, when they were in that hallway and the, uh, like, what do you call this? Like a web of lasers Ooh. swept through. You don't remember that? No. Mm. I like it. Uh, Sandra says, with a harvester. And Nicole Beatty, who's writer on the show, says, katana sword, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Beatty is a writer on the show? Yeah, I interviewed her uh, a couple months ago. And she posted a suggestion? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Did you Nicole. hear that one? It was a good one. You heard it. Yes. She yeah, she's great, actually. Sound. <laughs> right, she was all shy about it. Right. <laughs> she did a good one, though. Okay, uh, let's move on to listener moans, groans, and grunts. Uh, Brains. This one's from Eric. Eric says, uh, that was a shock to hear about Glendaday, eh? Wow, what a bummer. He was such a cool guy and brought success like no other to that show. Quite curious to see who replaces him. Yep. Yeah. I mean, my first thought um, when I started thinking about that was, oh, Vince Gilligan. But um, the timing doesn't work out. He's still working on Breaking Bad. Almost, but not quite. (gasps) Yes, please. And also, mm, I know I think he could do a damn good job actually i agree but uh if if it's really true that it's a pain in the ass to work for them would he want to jump on another Mm. show with them (laughs) well he's he's stayed there with breaking bad for the entire run of breaking bad well yeah if you've got your you know your dream show and you're four seasons in when you start to have problems you're not gonna go oh i'm out of here but yeah. then you're not going to maybe sign up for another round on another show, you know, that's not even yours, that two guys have already been kicked off of. I, d- I don't see that happening. Plus, I'm not sure he would be great for it. I mean, Breaking Bad is its very own specific thing. But I don't know. He could probably do is this one of the is, is this one of the situations like in Star Wars where uh, 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 the the last. Uh, the what? You should really cut this out. The. The. The general. The, the, remember the general, uh, he gets killed and then... The, the... Oh, yeah. Um, the, not Tarkin, but one of those guys that Vader chokes with his force. <laughs> right, right, right. And then right. the next guy steps up. Yeah. No, he he's got a ste- scary look on it. Scared he, look he on his face. He doesn't step up. They're like, okay, you're next. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh, oh shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's going to be one of those situations. Uh, yeah, I get I mean, I'd see it more like he's just... You know, you see a guy get slapped around and then you're like, okay, now do you want to get slapped around? Nah, no, that sounds fun. <laughs> uh, this is from Drea. She says, hey, guys, first of all, can't hold this in. What the fuck? Just read the Mazzara news and I'm stunned to say the least. Liked what you said on the page. Uh, I wrote I wrote a page about this on our website. My sentiments exactly. Secondly, miss you guys a lot. So when are you going to do the next podcast right now? And also, will you be doing any live casting? No, Uh, not until the episodes start up again, because our next episode is Breaking Bad. And I don't think we should do a live cast. No, we'll do a a live cast. The first um, the first Walking Dead uh, episode, the Monday following the first Walking Walking Dead Dead episode episode in February and everyone after that, too. Yes, Um, we sure do miss you. Thanks. 
Happy holidays, guys. Can't wait till next time. Don't get bit, Mazzara. We will miss the fuck out of you. Aw. Well, you know what? We miss you too, Drea. (laughs) But it's so nice you wrote in. Aaron writes, Trivial thing, but you guys had commented about how Rick said the armory was depleted. But then they had the smoke bombs they were using uh, when they invaded Woodbury as an inconsistency. One had nothing to do with the other. In the first episode, when they got in the prison, they searched for weapons, and Rick comments that among the meager amounts of stuff that they found were a couple of flashbangs. Not sure what they'll, uh, what good they'll do against walkers, but we'll take them. Yeah, cool. I, a couple other people pointed that out, and I was glad to hear that they covered their tracks on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Thanks for writing mm-hmm. in, Aaron. Um, this is from Glenn. He says, I recently went on the website and saw the big news about Glenn Mazzara leaving the show and said, WTF. I was very surprised, shocked, and a little sad. Season three has been stellar so far, and I'm sure the next half will be just as good. But then comes the next showrunner as a question mark for season four. My guess is that AMC uh, may want to just pay less people to bring the vision of one person alive. So I'll say they just try to go with Kirkman running his own show. I thought about that, but Kirkman doesn't have a lot of TV experience. And uh, to be a showrunner at least a traditional showrunner, you have to know all the aspects of production and everything. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they even direct. Mm -hmm. I would be really surprised if Kirkman was the new showrunner. Plus, he's got a comic to write. Plus... Oh, he's super busy, yeah. Yeah. He's writing two or three comics. Yeah. And uh, he's he's a partner at Image, and he has his own imprint there that he's, he's trying got to develop. Stuff to do. Yeah, I don't yeah, mean. He's busy. Who knows? Maybe he would drop some of that. But even if he had the time, I just don't think he has the experience to do it. But maybe they'll surprise us. I mean, Kurt Sutter, or maybe it was Sean Ryan, who is the showrunner for, or was the showrunner for Shield, which Glenn Mazar worked on. Mm-hmm. One of those two sort of insinuated that, uh, or one of them said something like, "Who hasn't Kirkman fucked over?" <laughs> so they're like oh. insinuating that maybe he has something to do with it. It's oh, all hearsay. Who knows? Very interesting. Yeah, it's all hearsay. Plus, know. you know what? I don't think he could see the forest for the trees. Really, I mean, he's he wrote the thing, so I'm not sure that he would be the best showrunner to understand what about the thing that he created would mm-hmm. be would translate to television would be best to put forth on yeah. TV. I mean, he always says being in a room with TV writers. Uh, he learns that some things work better on TV that didn't work in the comic, and he's ha- he's fine with that. Right, right. But I just think you need to have spent some time around that, in that, you know, in the industry and mm-hmm. working on a TV show before you can suddenly become the boss. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Hopefully the- he's got, like, uh, somebody who's... Uh, been his um, his sidekick, his number two um, that can come Mazzara. up. Mazzara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we know some of the writers. Um, Thank you, Kim. It seems like his um, kind of his protege, but I d- didn't get the impression that he would want to be a showrunner at this point. Nicole Beatty? Nicole Beatty. I don't know. I don't know. I guess you can't really tell just by doing a short interview where you, you don't can even do it, ask Nicole. them about that. You can do it, baby. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yeah, maybe it will be her. Who knows? Um, and then he goes on. Otherwise, thanks for bringing Karen back on the last show. I missed her. So 
That's not the first person to say that. Jason, you were fine with the other podcasts with some other sidekicks, but Karen is the McMahon to your Carson. (laughs) Is that a compliment? (laughs) That's great that you laughed right when I said that. Yeah, I have to get a better throaty throaty laugh. I giggle. McMahon actually chortles. So, (laughs) P.S. Go Badgers. Sorry, but Stanford will get the beat down on Tuesday. Really? Really, Glenn? (laughs) You think that's true, eh? I was at. That was last Tuesday, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I was at the. Um, I was at said beatdown, which did not happen, by the way. Uh, it was really fun. Um, my first Rose Bowl. And uh, it was great. Um, and by the way, I have to say, Bucky Badger, so freaking adorable in terms of mascots. He's like this little fierce looking badger. He's really cute. And he wears this little sweater. It's adorable. Is there really only one or are there several that they tried out? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I went. By the way, um, I'm. I went saw. Uh, I went to a Stanford game, and their their mascot is a tree. Believe it or not, yeah, a tree. I've and, seen it. And I once saw the tree get breathalyzed before the game. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a picture. There's been problems with that tree. Yes, the tree has yeah. been drunk before. Yeah. So I actually saw the tree get breathalyzed. I felt like that was a real <laughs> epic moment. Uh, okay, so this next email comes from Kimberly, who says, there's a huge rumor spreading like wildfire that Steven Yun uh, and Lauren Cohen are dating. So do you have any insight? Do you have any insight? I don't. I don't either. I've heard that rumor before, though. I'd like to believe it's true. It's true. Let's let's, let's just, just say, say it. it's true. Okay, you're right. He's adorable. She's adorable. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I remember when we had Stephen Young on, and they hadn't picked the actress for Maggie yet, and we're like, "Oh, oh, oh Maggie's coming up!" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "I'm excited about that." And now they're dating. Yes, in our Supposedly. in our head, they're dating. <laughs> I like it. Okay, um, this is a tweet from John. He says, "Congrats, Karen, on Stanford beating my Badgers. At least it's cold in Wisconsin to slow down the walkers." <laughs> <laughs> Yay. And we got one, two, three calls. This one is from Jeff from Bethesda, Maryland. Hey, Jason and Karen. It's Jeff from Bethesda. Uh, just a couple of things I wanted to say. Uh, one, I listened to the podcast where uh, A-Ron was on with you guys from Bald Move. And I just want to say that was great. I listened to actually both podcasts. I really like A-Ron a lot. He's, he's pretty funny. Uh, and then the second thing was, I read The Walking Dead uh, novels, so The Road to Woodbury. I don't want to spoil the novel any, but there's one part that kind of bothered me. I don't really know how to take it, because it doesn't really follow along with anything from the comic book or the TV series. Uh, but they actually had a part where corpses rose out of the graves oh. um, and came to life and formed this big, huge herd. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of wondering, what's your take on that? Like I said, it kind of bothers me. I don't know. It's not in a comic and it's not in a TV show. It's just kind of out of nowhere in the book. Uh, but that's it. Keep up the good work. And I can't wait to hear some uh, some more podcasts, especially over the break. It's great to have something to listen to. Aww. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. That bo- what bothers me about that is I read both of those books and I don't remember that because <laughs> I actually don't read them. I listen to the audio and uh-huh. sometimes I space out. Yeah, it's easy to when you're when you're walking around the lake yeah, pretending other people are zombies doing whatever. So um, anyway, That's I'd like to think that they just haven't shown it, but it it, it doesn't contradict anything. 
No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. In Um, fact, if the zombie apocalypse really could happen over the course of the month that Rick was uh, in a coma, you'd think that there would need to be a pretty sizable army of zombies, which would mean maybe they did all, you know, a bunch did rise from the dead. Right. Yeah, that's my story. All right. We we like it, Jeff. Uh, Okay. This is from Clark from North Carolina. Uh, Hey, Jason Karen. This is Clark from North Carolina. I wanted to uh, call and just um, give you something that I picked up on. Since I have uh, been uh, re-watching seasons one and two, anticipating the coming up month of February to where we can get back into season three, I wanted to say that um, I noticed in the first season, second episode, when the group goes back into Atlanta to look for uh, Merle, and they find the apartment or wherever that was that he had cauterized his wound. Um, they're talking about, you know, how he's a survivalist and that sort of thing, and how his brother points out that nobody can kill Merle except for Merle. And uh, I kind of thought that was ironic, simply because um, now we find ourselves uh, in this position in Woodbury where Merle, because he did not kill Michonne and because he lied to the governor and because he did these things on his own and made those choices, he has pretty much signed his own death warrant. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't have any kind of um, knowledge of the comic books. I want to I read them once the show is completely over years down the road because, unfortunately, it probably will happen. You know, they'll have to cancel it. Sad moment, but uh, but when that happens, I'm going to start reading the comics. But I just kind of picked up on that and how it was interesting. How his brother said nobody can kill Merle except for Merle, and Merle making those choices, not killing Michonne and going after her, uh, and lying to the governor was kind of him uh, signing his own uh, death warrant or, or so on. But uh, anyways, I just wanted to say I love the show and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And uh, if you've heard anybody else point that out. <clears throat> And um, I anticipate the next podcast. Thanks so much for what you do. And if you ever come to North Carolina, I know it's kind of across the country for you, but if you want to come to North Carolina, uh, come to the North Carolina Zoo. Uh, it's the I think it's the third or second largest in the country due to acreage. And uh, I live right close to it, so I'll be happy to give you a tour. Hi. Thanks so much, and uh, keep up the good work. And don't give it. Thanks. I live next to a zoo, too. You do live next to a zoo. Did you? Was Mm -hmm. it fun? It's the biggest zoo in the country. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Nico, you know, this is his first time being there when he was aware enough to notice what was going on. Did you like the lemurs? Blown away. I don't think we saw the lemurs. Meerkats? Do you see the meerkat exhibit? (laughs) No. Those are my two favorites. He liked the bears. Beer, beer. Are you sure uh, he wasn't saying beer? He says beer when he means bear or bird. <laughs> Maybe it's he's just saying too. beer. Well, he usually says it when there's a bear. So I don't know. Maybe he thinks of beer when there's a bear. <laughs> By the way, North Carolina. Love North Carolina. Yeah, me too. I went to uh, I went a, a whole different area in North Carolina, I think, than you. I went to Asheville. And, um, yeah, I went there too. Oh, okay. I fell in love with Asheville. Yeah. Did you go to that big mansion, the Biltmore no, I cool. tr- I tried to go over there on foot, but mm. they looked like they they looked at me like I had grown two heads, and they, they said nobody through? goes through on foot. Why no, not? because um, I you you come in and you buy your tickets, and then you have that half mile long driveway, yeah, yeah. and they're like, you have no way of getting from the that ticket place to the house. You can't walk. 
I'm like, <laughs> I'm a runner. I was there for a Nike running camp. And uh, you were so uncouth. Yeah, you want a dumbass. But it I love was North. Li- it just like uh, Downton Abbey. Oh, which know? is tomorrow night. Yeah, it was like Season you prepared. go down and see all the servants' quarters underneath. <gasps> really? With the, yeah, with the bells, the kitchens, and everything. And I, I don't, I don't remember, but probably because it was, you know, when it was really running, it was a hundred years ago or something. And then you go upstairs and see just lavish room after room after room, the sitting room, the drawing room, and all this. Wow. I'm sure zombie fans love hearing about that. <laughs> It'd be fun to have a zombie uh, siege on the Biltmore Estate. <laughs> Move to the drawing room. Um, <laughs> but what else do you say? Oh, yeah, that thing. You pretty much, I mean, said it all. I think that's a mm-hmm. uh, cool insight. I didn't think of it, but you're right. He kind of, if he does die, which I predict it's he will, going to be he his own fault. Did it to himself. Yep. Um, yeah, he got pretty much everybody pissed off at him. But I don't know. He's got his brother next to him, and, and Daryl may, they may figure out a way out of that. So we'll see. Yeah. The- they're in the, the, the shame circle right now. It's not good. <laughs> That's right. I know. That's where we left them. Okay. Andrea May also, you know, she seemed like she was pleading. No, no. I, I don't think Merle's going to make it past this season. Do you? Um, He sure is entertaining. And I do. Yeah, that's true. I do love his knife and. It's so, fun to watch him. It is. You didn't like him before. I like him now. <laughs> uh, I didn't like him before. I either. think he's crazy. Yeah. And I like. I'm, I like me some crazy. It's fun to watch. Yeah. You, you need to sh- somebody who's going to stir shit up. Right. All right. This is speaking of somebody who stirs shit up. This <laughs> yes. guy Nick. No, I actually didn't listen to this, but Nick from Florida, St. <laughs> Petersburg. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, Jason and Karen. This is Nick from St. Pete, Florida. I'm calling because I want to know what you guys know about the special edition season two Blu-ray. Um, I've been holding out on buying the normal version of season two of Walking Dead because I know with season one they had that special edition come out, which was miles better than the original. So um, should I just get the one that they have out now? Should I get the one with the uh, screwdriver through the through the zombie's face, or should I just hold out? I'm um, looking forward to hear your answer. And uh, <laughs> bye. bye. He had a um, he had a, a burrito for lunch. Um, okay, so I don't know for sure. I know there's more stuff in that one that came in the head. You yeah, that? yeah, yeah. But you should go to facebook.com slash deadcast and post your question on there and I bet you one of our listeners will know the answer to that. And then when you buy it, you should uh, go through walkingdeadcast.com webpage. Yeah, and and click on Amazon. click on on Amazon and buy it through. And we'll get 10 cents. Hey, it's 10 cents towards a beer. If a million of you do that, that'll be $100,000. By the way, I meant to ask you... um, I meant to ask you if uh, Santa was good to you this year and if uh brought you any zombie-related items under the Christmas tree. Nope. <laughs> Santa was not good to me this you year. You know what I want for next year? I want Hanukkah Harry to bring me. What? <clears throat> this is the McFarlane well zombie. Uh-huh. You can see how he detaches and then oh, around, his, uh, wow. around his midsection. Isn't that great? It's like... The Starship Enterprise only a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> He's docked right now, but I bet he becomes wow. undocked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, isn't that badass? So next next year, Hanukkah okay. Harry, 
I've been a very good girl, and, and that's motivation to stay good for the whole rest of the year. Is it the same? You get presents for being good, if for Hanukkah. Uh, no, no, you just you just get it no matter what. You just get even it, even if you're bad. Uh, no, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, uh, Jewish, for Christmas, you got to be good. Jewish listeners, um, fellow Jewish listeners. Uh, let me know if that's the case. Uh, I'm always good, so I don't know what happens when you're bad. <laughs> and you always get presents. <laughs> I noticed I said I didn't get any this year. Uh, <laughs> you got presents this year. No, we didn't do the whole presents thing. With, with, I bet well, Nico got. Nico got presents, yeah. He got presents that make loud noises in Elmo. Hi. Oh, no. He Is it creepy it. now with the Elmo? A little. It's kind of animatronic. But the, no, 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 he no. With the drums. With the, the oh. guy who does Elmo. Yeah, I noticed he's like, let me play the drums. Let me feel your butt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's weird. That's oh, weird. Well. Nico, that's Nico loves it though. <laughs> uh, on that note, are you ready to close it out? So distasteful. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay, that's our show, episode 88. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. My friend Eric's favorite number is eight. He lo- he would love this show. Crazy eight eight. He was born eight August eighth. No, he was not. Yeah. He In nineteen eighty eight. No. 71, which 7 plus 1 is 8. Oh, that's creepy. Um, I want to thank Eric Broadbent for donating his rockin' song, Loaded Gun, that we played a little bit earlier. Thank you, Eric. Eric. I want to thank Jason Taylor, who... Wait, where are they? Oh, you know, a while while back, Jason Taylor donated these uh, Daryl shirts, and I (gasps) forgot to bring it up. It's been like a month ago. Great! So, um... Oh, we'll, I love them. You know, some at some point we'll have a contest. I like it. Maybe maybe when uh, Norman Reedus comes on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll line that up any day now. <laughs> it's possible. Yes, it um, is. But thanks, Jason. That was awesome of you. Yeah, thanks, Jason. We love Jason Taylor. Um, if you'd like to leave us a message, you can call us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. You can email us at brains at walkingdeadcast.com. You can check out our website at walkingdeadcast.com. And don't forget to click through our Amazon link on there whenever you shop at Amazon. You can buy that big zombie head Blu-ray or you can buy a doily. It doesn't matter what you buy. And we can't tell who buys what. We can tell what you buy, though. And we will mock it. So don't tell us. If you buy a dildo, don't write in and say, (laughs) I just bought something, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Is unless you don't care, right? Own that, own that product. Uh, We're also on Twitter at Jason and Karen, and on Facebook at facebook.com/slash deadcast. Next time we shall be in like two weeks, right? Yep, or two and a half. Two and a half. Mm -hmm. We're gonna be finishing up what we started months ago, our Breaking Bad season five. um, You know, recap or whatever review. We did episodes one through three. And this time we're going to watch four through eight, the remaining of the first half of season five, and then talk all about that. And we'll have Lissy on again, who was my co-host when I did the Breaking Bad cast. So that should be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. And um, you want to tell them what you're going to be doing in Las Vegas coming up? Yeah. So I'm going to uh, New Media Expo, which I mentioned a couple of times, but I'm off to do that uh, tomorrow. I'm leaving in the morning to Vegas. Oh, wow, is it tomorrow? That's yeah. great. And I'm, I've been looking at their page and stuff and they've got like Leo Laporte, who is one of the most famous podcasters 
is going to be there. Oh, and, great. And uh, Jane Espenson, who is a writer on um, yes. Firefly and Buffy. I think Buffy. Yep. And yep. she's going to be Angel. there. And mm-hmm. Andy Anatko, who's this big time Mac uh, writer who any Apple fan knows. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, it's I gotta, so great. I haven't even planned what I'm going to say. And it, my thing is on uh, Monday. Do we have cards? We should have cards. You should bring I know, cards. Huh? Yeah. Too late. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Next year, uh, I it'll I'll, I'll be a, a little bit. I feel like a little bit of an odd man out because most people at this thing are um, well. It's about it, mostly they're making money at what they're doing or mm. they're trying to. I mean, it's also about following your passion, and that's what you know. I feel like I'm doing this just for fun. It's not to make money, but some people want to know how they can do a fan podcast. And then use that as a gateway to get people interested in other things that are doing where they make money you right, know, and stuff right, like that. Right. So anyway, Jay and Jack were going to be on this panel with me, but you know, from Lost Podcast, of course you know. Um, but uh, there was a miscommunication, and it turns out that they are not going to do it. They are like unicorns. <laughs> they they really are they are unicorns or yetis, whatever. I was stoked because I was finally going to get me to meet them. Me too. I was like, oh my god, you're going to be Jack. <laughs> oh, I love them. Oh well. Uh, yeah. Oh well. Next time. And then after that episode, the Breaking Bad episode, by the way, that I just mentioned a little while ago, um, then Walking Dead is on again. So the episode we do after that will be the Monday after uh, the first episode airs in February, uh, which I think is the 11th or 12th. So. Um, when we do this Breaking Bad episode, we should also spend a little bit of time just kind of informally, n- n- not like a top five or whatever, but just talking about maybe what we hope for the yep. next season or yep. predictions or something like that. Yep. So we'll do that. Okay. Yeah. The Dixon Brothers. Good. And we'll talk about what we think is going to happen with yeah. the Dixon Brothers. And the governor and all. And right. And, uh, okay. That's our show. Thanks for listening. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all I'm doing.